0: This is Dave from Spirits Speak, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. you are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. So no one to stop us this time.
1: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 310 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co host are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
2: I am the CEO, youngest CEO of Big Pharma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans.
0: is going on, everybody? Welcome to our show.
1: You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of news to talk about, and then we're going to jump into a review of the newest movie on Netflix, The Old Guard. But before we get into all that, how is everyone doing? Mark Ellis Reagans, how the hell are
0: you? I'm good, man. I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I've been on a recent tear of uh uh, buying new t-shirts like ordering a bunch (laughs) of t-shirts online so uh yeah my uh my wardrobe is getting is getting kind of ridiculous i came across uh, a website called t public which i'm sure everyone has heard of it's like a like a site for independent artists to put their artwork on Uh, and you know you can buy t-shirts you can get their artwork on mugs or phone cases things like that so I found every artist that did like a speed racer <laughs> image. So I have like a ton of speed racer T-shirts and sweatshirts now. So uh, yeah, I, if you want to get something cool to take a look at, uh, T Public is cool. Um, I also got a T-shirt this week from our buddies, uh, Colt Forty Five Podcast. Podcasting T-shirts are the other thing that I like to collect. So uh, shout out to them for getting their T-shirt store back online, and uh, the shirt looks pretty dope.
1: Mm. <laughs> t-shirt store back online I wonder what that's like (laughs) awesome all right Aubrey how are you
2: all right just uh working a bunch um I'm finishing up my summer classes so that's all I've been doing
1: what about all the voodoo magic you worked to get Halloween kills pushed back a full year
2: (laughs) um yeah I've I've been uh you know, skipping around some fires lately, too, and chanting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds hot.
2: Yeah, I do what I can. <laughs>
1: awesome. Awesome to hear. And how are you doing, Joey? Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, part, part of the reason why I haven't had time to sit down and reset up our uh, merchandise store is that, as I said last week, I got unfurloughed at my second job. And they've been giving me like tons of hours Yeah, (laughs) and I'm not complaining at all, but it's just been like, I I was out of that grind for like four and a half months (laughs) of working two jobs and then all of a sudden be, and I was never working these many hours when I wasn't in coronavirus, like madness, Mm -hmm. I was working maybe like eight hours a week. And now I'm working like 25.
0: Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
1: and they're all, it's all because of the reduced mall hours. They're all during the day. So it's like, so I go to work at my other job from 1030 at night till 630 in the morning, go to bed for a couple hours, get up, go to work at the mall from 11 to three, come home, go back to bed for a couple hours and go to work from 10 to 630, get up, go to work uh, from 11 to three. <laughs> so you're nuts. It, it's. It's rough, but I I will tell you, I was able to buy my first G.I. Joe classified figure this week. (laughs) As soon as I opened that Duke figure and started putting his accessories on, I knew that wherever there is trouble, G.I. Joe is there. And I felt felt good in the cockles of my heart. I knew that I was doing the right thing by working myself into an early grave to acquire (laughs) these things
0: fantastic dude that's fantastic
1: it just it's funny that you mentioned t-shirts because i like have no clothes
3: <laughs> yeah
1: And i desperately need to buy some new shirts for uh my second job because I—I again i don't usually work there that much so having two or three like iron maiden shirts i can cycle through was no problem but now that i'm working way more i like run out of clothes so much faster <laughs> i'm not gonna wear my, my real job clothes there because they're just gross and like destroyed from uh, Eight hours of physical labor in a grocery store. So
0: yeah, but yeah, I, I'm. I, don't you work I don't at a place that has like a bunch of t-shirts? I know. I just have to <laughs> buy
1: some. <laughs> I haven't had extra money for four and a half months, oh, so yeah. you know it's it's kind of hard That's right fair. now. Plus, like I said last week, it's a pop culture graveyard. So what am I gonna do? Buy Rise of Skywalker shirts?
0: <laughs> yes, I'll take two.
1: <laughs> we did get some. Uh, sh- Shit, what, what's the guy that sang Old Country Road? <laughs> Little Nas X. Old Town Road. Yeah, Little Nas X. We did get a Little Nas X meets Billy Ray Cyrus t-shirt that looks <laughs> like something you'd buy at the state fair. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm eyeing it. I am eyeing that shirt just because it's so gaudy and awful. <laughs> and like in two years, it'll be even funnier. So
0: That's fantastic. But enough about us.
1: <laughs> and enough about... <laughs> Old Town Road. Let's talk about us. Markellis, please tell the listeners where they can find more Soul Wizard Podcast.
0: All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll find movie reviews uh, occasionally from uh, yours truly. Uh, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Uh You will always, uh, always, you can also find a way to support our show, on the website by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. So you click on the Amazon logo, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little podcast. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram. So definitely connect with us, get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're in there. Uh, you can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean, we're on Google Play Music, we're on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and spotify but we have, have a patreon page patreon.com backslash so was a podcast where you can support the show monthly and receive bonus content but we have a youtube page episodes are placed there and videos from again adam wally uh, going up all the time and they're awesome shout out to all of our friends in a geek world all-stars podcast and network back to you joey
1: Up nerd. All right, Marcellus, we've got some news. Let's talk about it.
2: Yo, pump it up. It's time for
0: the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. Alright, so this week in Nerdy News. Uh, we mentioned this a little bit before, probably a couple of weeks ago, when uh Ruby Rose left her CW TV show, Batwoman. Uh, She decided that she had enough. It wasn't quite for her. I know she had some back injuries that probably didn't quite heal. So uh, the CW was stuck without a main lead. And their next big crossover was going to heavily feature Batwoman and the new Superman and Lois Lane TV show. So this week, we got our new Batwoman. And it is... Javicia Leslie Uh, she will be playing a character named Ryan Wilder she is the first black woman to wear the bat suit at least until uh, Matt Reeves Batman sequel comes out with uh, with Batgirl because I'm sure that's going to happen but uh yeah a new batwoman for the CW network and keeping in keeping in the tradition of CW leads uh she's smoking hot so uh good for them I don't know. I wasn't that big of a fan of what I saw for Batwoman before, but you know, a new character with new new uh a new way of coming at it. This could be interesting. So it gives them a chance to actually do something really original. Uh, so yeah, I might I might check out the first couple of episodes and see what's up. But uh what do you guys think of a new Batwoman? Let's start with Aubrey.
2: So it it is a whole new character, right?
0: Yes. Yep. Okay. She is playing Ryan Wilder, uh, and Ruby Rose's character was Kate Kane, I believe, was uh, from the comic strips.
2: Okay. When I first read it, all all I read was that it was like the new actress. I didn't know if it was a whole new character or if it was like uh, her taking over for Ruby Rose. So Mm -hmm. now I'm a little bit less frustrated about it. (laughs) I think if they had just had her come in and take over for Ruby Rose without, like, any context or anything like that and have it be the same character, it would have been really crappy. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how this goes. I I don't know the actress. I've never seen her in anything that I know of. Um, so I can't really judge her acting style. But, you know, I'm, I'm all about change in the DCEU. Cool.
0: Cool. All right, Joy, what about you, man? How do you feel about the new Batwoman? I, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> you, you didn't watch the show at all. To uh, I
1: I watched uh, maybe three episodes and I couldn't fucking take it anymore. I got to be honest with you. Uh, and I love Ruby Rose. Uh, and I, uh, that show was bad. It was bad. Have either of you
3: guys watched the show? Yeah, I watched, no.
0: I watched about three or four episodes of it. Didn't you think it was like fucking awful?
3: <laughs> well... It,
0: Yeah, there was there was there wasn't enough Batwoman. There was a lot of uh, Kate Kane and not enough Batwoman kicking ass in it for me.
1: Uh, Exactly. And I don't know how much of that was that Ruby Rose is a terrible actress. (laughs) So maybe they had to write the show like to be like God awful just to try to make up for that or something. So I don't know. I'll probably come back to it and give it at least a chance with the new Batwoman just to see like, okay, maybe it's going to they'll try something different. They'll go in a different direction. Like, give me more Batwoman. But uh, this show is bad. And I I tapped out after three episodes. Like I just couldn't fucking do it. And I was excited because I was like, all right, a CW show that's newer. I'm gonna jump in at the start so I don't get like sixty eight episodes behind. <laughs> and it was bad. So I dropped it. But oh well, yeah, I'll give it a shot, but I'm not gonna pretend I'm like ready to run through a brick wall
0: over it or anything. Well, to be fair, most CW shows, they, their first season are, are usually a little rocky. You know, they usually find their footing around the second, second season, I think. I don't think, there's that, I don't think there's been a show that's been like, season one was like excellent right out the gate. The Flash. All right. I don't think there's been two shows that have been excellent right out the gate.
1: <laughs> uh, Riverdale.
0: <laughs> All right, I quit. I uh, re- remove myself from this conversation. So yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. I'm, in, I'm interested to see what they do with the crossover with uh, Superman and Lois. Hopefully that will, season one of that will be actually pretty good. Hopefully. So the second bit of news, more kind of Gotham City news. Uh, they announced that they're making a Gotham PD show set in a world of Matt Reeves' upcoming The Batman Universe. They announced that it was going to be co-created by the guy who did Boardwalk Empire, which I did watch a few of the episodes when it first came out, and it, it, it definitely had a, a, a cool style to it. I definitely enjoyed the uh, the grittiness of that show from what I saw. I don't know, a TV show crossing over into like the movie Universe. I feel like Marvel attempted that with Shield and it didn't it still to this day doesn't quite work. So maybe they're doing something different. I, I, I don't know I, I, is this the time to <laughs> premiere a new? TV show about police officers? Uh, I don't know. So, Joey, what do you think about a Gotham PD show set up in our our new Bat universe?
1: Well, uh, it can't be worse than Gotham, right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think it's physically possible. Um, There is a really cool comic book series, a a few of them, actually, that have had this focus and have been really well done uh, and interesting and fun to read. So, well, I wouldn't say fun because that's implying it's like wacky, like reading like Casper the Friendly Ghost or something, but um, they were good. The, the, all the Gotham PD books have been good. So th- this concept has, there's tried on the tires. You can do something with this. Uh, they haven't done it yet. Yeah. A- and it's, I think they have to try to hit that, they have to hit that median somewhere in the middle. Like it can't be about them and supervillains, but just keep dancing around batman not being there (laughs) but it also just can't be a police procedural because then what's the point why wouldn't you just watch 30 million seasons of law and order
0: right
1: except the city is just dirty in the background (laughs) i don't uh, so i I don't know how they're gonna pull it off because in the comics you can do whatever the fuck you want you can have batman in it for a panel or two or whatnot but you're not getting Like, this is the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of DCEU. You're not getting Robert Pattinson and Henry Cavill. Well, maybe Henry Cavill, he's a dork, but uh, you're not getting those people on the show. So, you know, like Aquaman's not walking through that door, folks. I don't know how they're going to pull this off. It's also very interesting that it's going to be on the HBO Max app and not the DC Universe app.
0: Yeah, you, you notice that they're announcing shows for HBO Max, but they have yet to announce any new shows for the DC Universe app. So um
2: maybe that's a sign that they're going to merge or something.
3: Yeah,
1: I think it's time. It's time to, to listen to something right now for the DCEU app. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Stargirl got renewed for season two, which made me very, very, very happy, but it's only going to be on CW now, which makes me very, very sad. <laughs> I think they're going to reduce the budget by like a million dollars in episodes. Oh, easily, easily. Remember how excited we were? that well, I was that Stargirl uh, didn't have a huge focus on high school and had way more of a focus on superheroes. <laughs> Guess what, kids? <laughs> it's a lot cheaper to film in the same classroom set and keep rearranging the desks. So. Yep. But anyway, uh, Gotham PD, I'll check it out. I I don't have high hopes. I have no problem with them dancing around. They're not being Batman on it, just like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does the same with MCU. But it just it can't be Gotham. For the love of Christ, please don't be Gotham. That show sucked balls.
0: Yeah, they did what they could. Aubrey, how about you? How do you feel about a a police procedural set in a world of Gotham City? That is not like Gotham.
2: Um, I agree with Joey. like you I don't know how they're going to do this correctly and have it not be trash. like I would I don't know so much if I am enjoying all these spinoffs of the Batman series. and to have a Gotham p d spinoff just seems a little bit ridiculous. Maybe I would like it more if I did read the books because I haven't read them, so I might pick them up just to see like, how they could do it, but, like, you can't... I agree, like, you can't have just a police show because then you could just watch Law & Order. You can't have um, a show that doesn't really talk about where Batman is, it, especially because, like, Batman's supposed to be this crime-fighting vigilante, and here's Gotham PD who has to also fight crime. Like, they, you can't really... I just uh, I don't know how they're going to do it and have it not be only one season and then get canceled after that.
0: Yeah, I think doing uh, doing a Gotham City Police Department TV show, I think Gotham probably did it as as well as it could be expected. And as Joy said, that show is trash. It's it's really hot garbage. Uh, So, yeah, good luck to them. Uh, I believe in Matt Reeves. Uh, I was just watching War of the Planet of the Apes yesterday watching a little bit of that it was on and uh yeah he's good he's a good dude so uh yeah I I wish him the best of luck with this I'm not getting HBO Max though screw that Uh, okay so that's it and then the last bit of news is I don't know how you guys feel about a a sequel in the Tron universe but our favorite uh (laughs) our favorite DC Joker uh Jared Leto who was also in Tron posted a little tribute to the original Tron movie kind of putting in the air that there's a rumor that Tron 3 might be coming up the last Tron movie definitely left with a cliffhanger Uh, supposedly there is a script that they're excited for but I I don't know what they're what they're looking for in order to get ready for another Tron movie Uh, now Tron 2 I think visually is amazing I think the story is a little weak but visually it's it's staggering and it definitely has one of the best soundtracks ever so i would be interested to see if they are able to do something new uh, in that universe and get it right but uh i don't know i don't know i don't know if i want jared leto back uh but that's just me so what do we think about getting a tron 3 Uh, let's go back to aubrey
2: i didn't watch tron 2 i only watched the um original Mm -hmm. so i'm not sure like how That one was all I know is I don't really like Jared Leto as an actor. I haven't seen him in anything that I've liked. So that makes me not excited about it. I really liked the original, but I could probably care less about this one because I, or I mean, I couldn't care any less about this one because I just, I don't like Jared Leto.
0: All right. All right. Joey, what about you, man? Uh, I have another
1: confession to make.
0: <laughs> I've never seen Tron
1: 2. Wow. Neither one of you? Holy shit. Added to, add to the list.
3: <laughs> you just made the
2: list!
0: <laughs> uh, boy, well, I will say that Olivia Wilde is in it, and she wears tight spandex. So,
1: I have seen the pictures of her in it, and I, I am intrigued. But, yeah, I just I never saw it. I think it came out before we had a podcast, obviously.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: there just, so there was, there wasn't like, it wasn't like I had to run and see it on a Friday morning before I went to work. So I could talk about it on the show when we record on Sunday. Um, and at the time the, you know, Janine wasn't into that or anything and, none of my friends wanted to see it so it just was like and i never ended up seeing it I never ended up watching it on tv i think it's on disney plus maybe i'll watch it at some point but not anytime soon anyway i've seen the original uh i'm not a huge fan of the original either okay i mean i remember watching it as a kid and the special effects were interesting but the movie itself is kind of boring let's be real um I don't care how much you love Tron. You got to admit that movie kind of sucks. Let's let's be real. Hedded. special effects were great,
0: but <laughs> there's some some pacing issues. I'll, I'll agree with that, but it's still pretty good.
1: Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't have this big investment in Tron, but I'm always down, especially right now for uh, big uh, budget action sci-fi movies. Uh, I hate Jared Leto. Hopefully, he won't show up in a kimono in this one, um, like Blade Runner two thousand ninety nine, but. Yeah, fuck Jared Leto. I'm, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll check out a Tron movie, but again, I'm not running through a brick wall over it. If it's going to be on Disney Plus, that would be perfection because I wouldn't have
0: to leave the house. Yep. Well, hopefully they'll pick up the threads from the last one. I don't want to see it set another thirty years in the future with uh, Flynn's grandson learning about Tron. I don't. I don't need that.
1: They'll, they'll get the cheapest actors possible they can find for it. So. The cast of high school musical the musical the series come on down exactly
0: all right so uh yeah so that's it that's pretty much all i got for the news for this week
1: all right awesome guys so what we're gonna do is take a quick break and then we'll come back with our
3: review of the old guard from netflix Hey there, Firelight here from Inciting a Riot, a podcast currently celebrating 10 years of production. It's a show all about encouraging conversation and critical thought in all areas of life, from walking a pagan path to understanding how our society and the world around us function. So no topic is off limits. I've talked to a werewolf, a geophysicist, a mom living at the Israeli-Palestinian border, and more than one expert on fairies. I never know what the next episode's conversation is going to bring, and that's my favorite thing about doing this show. Consider downloading "Inciting a riot on Apple Podcasts, or whichever service you use. Hey, if you do, you might win the lottery! I mean, you might not, but downloading the show can't hurt, right? To join the riot, visit incitingariot.com. See you there.
1: And we are back. All right, guys. It's time to review another movie premiering on Netflix. This is an action-adventure movie starring Charlize Theron, the old guard. We all had a chance to watch it. Of course, we'll do non-spoilers start. Ellis will then play the sound drop delineating spoilers in case you haven't seen it yet and you want to run away. But before we get started, Aubrey, what is the old guard about?
2: A group of mercenaries, all centuries-old immortals with the ability to heal themselves, discover someone is onto their secrets and they must fight to their, protect their freedom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's all right. Really right. Nice. <laughs> good job. We appreciate it. Good job. You gave us exactly what we wanted. Um, <laughs> we all had a chance to watch it. So, as always, non spoiler. What did you think of the old guard, Mark Ellis?
0: Yeah, I was really looking forward to this movie. Uh, I was, you know, excited about the trailers, excited about the concept. I never read the comic book, but I thought the movie was going to be really good. And it exceeded my expectations. It's amazing. <sighs> Mm. All right.
1: Uh, Aubrey, what about you?
2: Um It it was really good. I would love to read the comics because I feel like this is a really cool concept. Um, They're not exactly like superhero superheroes, but they're immortals. And I think that that's really cool because then all of the knowledge and super strength and stuff that they have, they learned over the years. So I think it's a really awesome concept, and I'm sure it's a fantastic book.
1: Alright, well, um, you know, I really liked this, but I didn't love it.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> I, there's, it's, and that's hard for me to discuss without spoilers, but yeah, I mean, it was it was almost there. It's not quite a two and a half out of five, just like, blah movie, but, and there were some things that definitely held it back from being a lot better than it could have been, so... I'm trying to dance around spoilers right now. Okay. <laughs> but uh, do did, did you guys have anything you wanted to say non-spoilers, or should we just start spoiling this
0: movie? Uh, I want to say I think people should check it out. Uh, I definitely think it's worth it, considering the uh, the landscape of uh, movies that are coming out on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. I think this is this should be ranked pretty high. So uh, I would definitely strongly suggest it.
1: Oh, yeah. it's. I'm not saying not to watch it. I'm just saying it didn't live up to the hype for me, but... That's neither here nor there. I think it's time. Let's drop the drop. and Let's spoil the old guard.
3: Spoiler alert. I had seen the future
2: and I had to prevent it.
1: All right. Let's start with things we liked. Aubrey, what were some things you liked about this movie?
2: I really like uh, Charlize Theron. Um, I think she is fantastic. Everything she's been in lately, she's just done like a phenomenal job. Honestly, anything I've seen her in, I should say she's done a phenomenal job. And I think over the years she's just perfected herself and and just gotten better. It's like fine wine. So I did like that. I really like the concept. I like the story. I like the um, complexity to the story. Like there is not only action, but there's drama to it in in everything. I think that it was a really good blend, and it had. A little bit of grittiness to it, not a little bit, but it had like grittiness and some darkness to it. You know, with them talking about uh, not being around your family when you die or when they die, because then they'll resent you for the, and you'll you'll have to live with that for the rest of your life. And just kind of the, you know, you you see immortals in movies, and there's all this like goodness to it, and this kind of offers the cons to living forever and i think that that's a really cool concept plus it it talks about they don't actually live forever there is a point where it does wear off so i did i did like the dynamics of the story i thought that that was really cool
0: nice
1: i agree Uh, with you all right you agree with her all right well mark you it seems like you loved this movie so give us some things that you were all in for
0: tell you right now if i list all of the things that i liked about this movie it would just be going scene by scene by scene by scene so uh do like the quick highlights uh i love the setup uh i love that they were it started off with them dead and it started off with her realizing that she's getting kind of sick of this immortal life that she's kind of had it up to here uh i loved all of the story points i love the the Immortals that fought each other for years who eventually fell in love. I thought that was cool. Uh, I like when she started to realize that her immortal abilities were wearing off. That little subtle thing that they kind of put in there. I thought that was actually pretty cool. Uh, I love the character of Niall. I love the fact that she is a. She's. She finds out that she has this gift. You know, she's kind of like Rey in, in, in Force Awakens. She's taking her first steps into this much larger world and she doesn't want it at all. She sees all of the negative sides of it and she's not, she doesn't feel that she's the right person for it. Even though earlier in the movie we see her as a leader. We see her take her troop into, into this village to, to find a bad guy. So she is a natural born leader and she's very organized, very meticulous. She is perfect for this team and I was waiting for the moment where she realized that and I got that, which I thought was amazing the twist of it of uh of the character of book i thought that was i thought it made sense it could have been a little better but i I definitely thought it made sense and i love Chuatel edgier for as uh as the ex-cIA operative i thought his storyline even though he was barely in it the scenes that he was in a plus a plus plus uh it had an awesome third act moment that perfect uh Matrix moment that you want in a movie where your your heroes entered into a new world. They meet their mentor. They clash, and then in the third act, the hero starts to realize that they belong in that world and they take point. And it happened, and it's so fucking good. It's so good. I I, I almost if I was in a theater, I probably would have stood up and clapped. I loved it. And then it has that cool twist ending, which I thought was amazing. So yeah, I fucking love this movie. Everything almost almost everything about it is. Fucking amazing. The fact that they don't use, like, a lot of CG blood. Like, when the fight scenes are over and you look at their weapons, they're dripping, drenched in actual blood. Uh, or or physical blood, not CG blood. And I thought that was awesome.
1: Well. <laughs> uh, things I liked about the movie. Right off the bat, I will say that I loved the fact that the movie opened with them, quote-unquote, dead. And that wasn't the end of the movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I was... That, I uh, there you go, Mark. that would made me that almost made me stand up and cheer more than anything else in the movie was that the flash forward we opened with was only from about five to ten minutes into the movie. <laughs> if we opened with Niall in the car, like all busted up, like I would have been so fucking pissed. I would have just shut the fucking movie. off and gave it zero stars. I'm so sick of this shit. Like extraction like opens at the end of the movie, like, jeez, come on, you know, so. I was glad with that. That was great. All the action sequences fucking awesome. Just great. Really well filmed. I loved the characters working together to kill people. Yeah. I like the o- the only thing I didn't like about some of them were a lot of times it felt like showing off. <laughs> like and it it could have been it could have fit with the characters where they've just been doing this shit for so long that it's not a challenge to them to fight some of these people. But like Charlie Theron would do these crazy like things where she would grab people and like roll on the ground and throw them and it was like that's really not you know what I mean like that was just kind of like showy like you're just showing off at that
0: point yeah, especially after <laughs> she, like, just sho- she just shot him like three times and then she throws him
1: right or you know or they're like in close combat fighting like ten people at once and she's like taking one person at a time and then doing like Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu roll-throughs with them. Like, all right, right, you're just showing off now. But I really really liked all the action scenes they were fucking great. And they were right up there. Like, they held right up next to stuff like, you know, extraction or, or some of the fights in John Wick. I still think that the John Wick series is like the pinnacle of action for the last maybe like 20 years. So, you haven't gotten to that level yet, but these were some great action scenes. And I liked a lot of the backstory stuff. Um, that story about the Asian girl getting locked in that coffin is fucking awful. Yep. <laughs> that is awful. I feel like really bad for her. So I don't know if they're setting her up as a villain going forward, but it's kind of hard not to sympathize with her, whatever she wants to do, whether that's kill everybody or what. Like, mm. I mean, go ahead, girl. I, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh yeah, I, I actually liked Nile a lot and I was I was wary at first because it's like such a trope to be like, here's this thing and now here's the new person entering the thing and that's how you're gonna learn about it. Mm-hmm. But they did a good job with it where it wasn't it wasn't super ultra tropy. It still was tropy, but it wasn't like face meltingly boring or just like God I wasn't eye rolling about any of it. so I did enjoy that. But, of course, there must be things that we didn't like. So, Aubrey, what are some things you didn't like about the old guard?
2: I agree. Some of the the fight scenes were a little showboaty. Um, and I didn't. It got kind of old um, after a while. And I'm sure, like, there is a part of it where they have been doing this for a long time. So to kind of keep focus and pay attention to the battle, I'm sure they have to do something different and over the top to just kind of not mess up and lose the battle. Um, Niall, for me, at some points in the beginning was a little frustrating because she just kept fighting the fact that this was her destiny. And I get that that's her story. It's just um, a personal piece of mine, I I guess.
1: I agree with you there, because like at some point she kind of had to just accept at face value what she was being told, like the knife wound that she survived. And then she got shot in the head and got up mm-hmm. like, all right, now it's time to just be like, all right, I get it. Fine. OK, you know, stop fighting it at that point.
0: Yeah, but she, yeah. Has, to, she has to say goodbye to everything that she's learned and known for that whole time. Who, who wants to give up their life that quickly? She fought it all the way to the end. She fought it until she couldn't fight anymore, and that's, act, no, that's no, actually no. I what get, I liked.
1: I get that, I get that, but like you know, when she's still on the plane and like acting like, like "Oh, you're lying! Oh, this was a trick!" Like uh, at some point, it says, "Like, all right, well, you shot me point blank in the head, and I got up." So you know, maybe this is a, there's something to this.
2: Yeah, I kind of felt like uh, Charlize Theron at that point when she's like, "Are we really gonna do this? This is exhausting." So I kind of felt like that at that point. So I wasn't quite sure how I felt. I, I didn't know um, really how I felt about the two characters that fell in love. I get it. Um, it just kind of felt, I don't know. I wish there was more to that story, I guess, so it wouldn't feel so just kind of placed in there. But, I mean, I can't have everything. It was a two-hour movie. I can't expect <laughs> them to add an hour backstory to them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Again, I feel like that's where the book would really come into place for me, and I would enjoy the book um, and and be able to enjoy the movie more because I read the book. So I probably will pick up the book just so I can see the parts that I felt were a little bit lacking in the movie, and then I'll be like, okay, I I, I can respect that.
1: All right. All right. What about you, Markellis? I know you're gushing over here, but was there anything you didn't like about the movie?
0: Uh, there was a couple of things I didn't like, uh, mainly the villain. Uh, I thought he was easily the weakest part of this whole story. And it's it's understandable when you have such a focus on getting the, the hero aspect of it right. Maybe having a strong villain isn't really required. Uh, maybe the villain just needs to have their point, have their goal and you have to stop them. Maybe that's all that's really needed. But I feel like they could have used a better, not act, actor, but a, a different representation of that character. Um, I, I can understand why, but I just didn't like that. I didn't like that little snidey Zuckerberg evil henchman, rich kid. You know, it was annoying as <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor uh, in the uh, the Batman v Superman movie. And with that, I can understand. Uh, this one, I just couldn't, I don't know, I just couldn't buy anything of the villain at all. And there was a couple of scenes of, uh, at the end when Niles, Niles, when Nile uh, pushes him out the window and they fall and they crash into the street, into the car, there's like no one around. <laughs> the, this The city is completely quiet and empty, even even though there was like gunshots and shit that has been happening for the past like 20 minutes. And then as soon as the heroes leave, that's when everyone shows up. I thought that was kind of like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. But, um, yeah, I think a, a better written villain would have made this movie a whole lot better.
1: All right. Um, well, for me, now, I, I already have said I didn't think this was great. I did like it, but it's not I didn't love it. Uh, and, and here's the weird. Now, this is going to sound weird. Now, it's a two hour movie. And first of all, I didn't feel like there was enough action. There's maybe four action scenes in the movie and they're all phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted more. Wanted more action scenes go watch like john wick chapter three and there's action non-stop for the whole movie and you're like fuck yeah you know then you watch this and there's four set piece action scenes which was great but i wanted more 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 give me more of that <laughs> that's what i was watching the movie for was the scene these action scenes so i wanted more of that i didn't feel like i got enough for a two hour this is a two hour movie i'll give you two hours and five minutes um so I didn't feel like I got enough action out of the action movie. On top of that, I, I agree with Aubrey. Even though the movie was long and there wasn't enough action scenes, there was felt like there was too much exposition. I didn't feel like there was enough exposition on top of that. <laughs> I needed it. I needed more explanation of what was going on. And I needed more from the characters like Booker, not Richard. Richard Grieco is Booker, but Booker. <laughs> That, that's just for you, Mark. Um, Booker turning on them was great, and his motivation for it was, like, heartbreaking and blah, blah, blah But, man, I wish I actually cared. <laughs> oh. Because they really didn't set that up at all. And, you know, the two guys that were lovers, you know, they were cool and they were funny when they were in the van and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I didn't really care. Like, you didn't really feel anything for them. I think a lot of it was the characters were aloof to their own Mortality because they're immortals, and, and no matter what happens, they're 99.9% going to walk away. And that kind of just like rubbed off on everything else in the movie until Charlie's Theron isn't immortal anymore. And then it finally had stakes. Like the movie finally had stakes for like the last 15 minutes. So, but man, I really would have liked more exposition, more character building. Or even if they just did it like more streamlined. Like I wanted to know more about these characters and what they were doing and and their gang and all that stuff. And, and you didn't really get that. You know, you got some stuff, but not enough. You got bits and pieces here and there. I, I feel like they did a good job with uh, Charlize Theron's character, but the other characters really suffered for it. And, and by the end, it's like, I mean, they're just people doing action scenes at that point. Like I didn't care. About anyone else except her. So, I mean, she's she's hot, though. I, I don't think I had realized that she was so hot. I think I'd only really seen her in Mad Max. I mean, she's hot with a shaved head, but, man, she looked really good in this movie. She had the Karen
0: hair going on. Did you, you, ever, like, see, why did... you ever see Aeon Flux?
1: Uh, no, because oh. I loved the cartoon so much I would refuse to watch that abomination.
0: Yeah. It's a Should I watch movie. it? Is that what you're telling me? Mark? No, it's it's a horrible movie. It's horrendous, but uh, she's hot. If you you want to see dark haired Karen Cut- Charlize wearing black leather in another movie, uh, that, that's the one for you.
1: I want to be the manager that she wants to speak to. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, it, it, again, this is not like we're talking about the room or something here. Like these are just problems. I wonder if this is a Netflix thing. You know what I mean? Like, they're giving people these, this money to make these movies. And just like with The Irishman being super long or The Five Bloods really needing to be edited, like, maybe this was it. Like, they came to the Netflix and said, here's our movie and you can fucking it, take it or leave it. And they were like, oh, all right. You know, instead of going back and saying, hey, why don't you fix this or fix that? I, I don't know. Maybe it's a Netflix thing. But I just, you know, I just felt kind of blah about a lot of the things in the movie until maybe like the last 15 minutes when it finally ramped up. I will say I loved any time she used that fucking axe to kill people. <laughs> it was awesome. I just wanted more. I just wanted more of it.
0: You're crazy. So I would say if you wanted more, uh, watch John Wick 3 or watch this movie twice. They, I think there was plenty of action scenes in this movie. And there was, yeah, you're right. There's probably like four-ish so, if it's a two hour movie that's one every half an hour, and then there's like the little ones in between, like the the Zena warrior princess mulan team up
1: <laughs> they were on a open battlefield of of dozens of people
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i I like that scene, and I like that that was in there yeah i i I totally disagree with you, I think there's plenty of action in here, um yeah, and you're right the in one aspect, the the side characters don't really get a lot of the story. But this isn't their movie. This is Charlie's movie. She's the old guard, and it's Niall's story. She's the new guard. So it's about them. Everyone else, as long as you know who they are and what they're doing, that's all you really need. The focus well, is then the, the, two the crux ladies. of the story shouldn't be on Booker's betrayal because who cares? Because she that's what because she wanted it. She was sick of that life and she wanted it over and. You know, Jedi, you know what? In Return of the
1: Jedi, you know, in Return of the Jedi, Neen Noom is flying the Falcon with Lando and that's all he does. And that's fine. But he doesn't have like some like crux of the fucking trilogy. And then you don't know shit about him. <laughs> He's just some cool guy. That's all he needs to be like. Don't make him some part of the plot.
0: Yeah. But if there was a scene where neonum like leaves his son to go and fight a war against the Galactic Empire, you know, leaves his only son behind. When you cut back to Nia Nam, you're going to feel something for that character.
1: Yes? Yeah, too bad we we didn't get that with any of the characters in uh,
0: (laughs) The Old Guard. You saw Booker's backstory. You saw what he had to leave behind. And you saw what he was trying to explain to Niall about this life. He was completely, from the very beginning, from the fact that he was the one that set up the meeting, from the fact that he's the one that couldn't find Chiwetel's character, and that's what he's good at. He was the he was the heel from the entire from the very beginning of the movie, and when you get to the third act, you learn why, and I thought that was great. I thought that was great. I thought it made perfect sense.
1: I think he was just mad he was friend zoned by Charlie Theron for like <laughs> hundreds of years.
0: Uh, that could be the other thing too. Yeah,
1: but I, there were only four of them, and two of them were already hooking up. So I mean. Right. She's not interested. You're fucked.
0: That was, it. and that and, was, I mean, or you're not fucked, actually. <laughs> and that was his motivation. He would find love. He would have kids. You see his God, I'm trying to think. He was on the battlefield with Napoleon. But then when you see his son, who his son died when his son was 42 years old, that wasn't 42 years after Napoleon. That was way down the fucking road. So you'd know he's hooked up, had kids, gone along the way, and he's outlived them all. So yeah. I can see his point of if Charlie's character wants to end it, I'm going to try to find a way to end it because number one, that's what she wants. And number two, I'm lonely as fuck. <laughs> it's not a good life. I, I guess I,
1: we'll agree to disagree.
0: I will give him a shout out for, uh, I can't wait for the next one where he teams up with, uh, with Rose Tico's sister to uh, take over <laughs> the world.
1: <laughs> was that really her sister?
0: Yeah. That's a, that, nah. Yeah. That's, that's Rose Tico's sister. She was also into five bloods as um, the disc jockey. So, brothers.
1: (laughs) They had to lock her in a fucking thing and throw her in the ocean because
0: that's how bad
1: fucking (laughs) Rose Tico
2: is.
0: (laughs) It's like we saw The Last Jedi. We're taking you away. Sorry. That's right. She was
2: angry for all those years for them putting her in a potato sack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. As with everything, we must give it a score. 0 to 5, with 0 being the worst, 5 being the best. Aubrey, what do you got for the old guard?
2: I'm going to give it a um, 3.5. I I did enjoy it. I thought that it was good. I really liked the story. And there wasn't much that was like felt face meltingly awful about it. So I can't really take away points that much from it. I do wish that there was more backstory in it. I do wish that there was more to it other than them like working up being hunted and then captured. And it just felt like it was long in all the wrong places.
1: Yikes. That's something you never want to hear the ladies say. <laughs> all right, Marcellus, How about you?
0: Uh, both you guys are crazy. This movie is amazing. Um, I hope if I ever get stabbed in the shoulder that there's some goth French chick that's willing to stitch me up in the back room. Cause uh, I'd be down for that. Um, I'm going to give this movie a 4.5 out of 5. There is nothing wrong with this movie except for the villain and a couple of, uh, God, not logistics. What's the word? A couple of uh, continuity issues. But other than that, the characters are amazing. The blood splatter is awesome. Action scenes are awesome. The setup is great. The ending is great. 4.5 out of 5. Please give me more of this storyline.
1: All right. Well, I was going to go three out of five, but I will give it an extra half star for Charlize Theron being hot and an extra half star for the action scenes being phenomenal, putting us at a three and a half out of five. Uh, You know, this has problems. It's not great, but it's not awful and definitely was worth watching. At least it on Netflix so you're not leaving the house you're not spending extra money to watch it so yeah I mean as something I watched on Netflix it was fine it was enjoyable and I would definitely watch a sequel uh, to it and check it out so yeah for me three and a half out of five that's going to do it for the old guard now on to the new guard Aubrey let's wrap it up with some recommendations for the listeners
2: Um, this is going to seem like a really weird recommendation but I have this app on my phone called Happy Color, and it's like paint by numbers. And whenever I feel stressed or I can't sleep, I do paint by numbers, and it's fantastic. And now I've gotten Noah into it, and he loves it. So if you have an Android or an iPhone, download Happy Color if you have horrible anxiety.
1: All right, fantastic. Uh, how about you, Mark Ellis? Uh
0: Yeah, I want to recommend a uh, a movie that's... Not necessarily something that we would do on the show. It's kind of a, a romantic comedy. Uh, it's called Palm Springs, starring Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti from uh, How I Met Your Mother. It's it's a romantic comedy, but it has like some some other elements to it that I don't want to spoil. Uh, it's probably better to watch it from the very beginning. But just imagine Fifty First Dates and Happy Death Day Two <laughs> like mashed together. Uh, It's a really good movie, and it's on Hulu, Uh, and it's uh, Andy Samberg, uh, Veronica from uh, Riverdale, uh, the guy that played Superman in the CW shows, he's in it, and J.K. Simmons is in it, and he's awesome. So, uh, yeah, if you want to see something that's a little, not hysterically funny, but romantic comedy with some kind of sci-fi elements, Palm Springs on Hulu.
1: All right. well I will recommend that you go to sowizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more sowizardpodcast.com don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes Spotify, Pandora or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts, we will be there check out our YouTube channel tons of free exclusive content from Adam Wallyhawk we just dropped an interview with Keith Gleason about his new series of Mighty Mascots comics coming out. So check that out. Go to YouTube, search So Was Podcast. Don't forget to check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash So Is Your Podcast, where you can support us monetarily and get extra exclusive episodes of the show, including this month. It's the only place to hear our review of Watchmen HBO. And I will go ahead and recommend... All right, this is a, a, an actual book, not a graphic novel, <laughs> not anything... It's a book from the writer of World War Z, if you ever, not the god-awful movie, but the book, World War Z, Max Brooks, it's his new novel, Devolution, it's a first-hand account of the Rainier Sasquatch Massacre, uh, it is pretty much in the same vein of World War Z, kind of written like... Uh, like an oral history or like that type of thing like you're watching it like it's raids like you're reading it like you're watching a documentary about something that happened mm-hmm. uh, and this time it's about a camp of people who's investigating stuff in the mountains and their camp comes under attack by sasquatch and it sounds really stupid but it's Fucking awesome and it's scary as fuck <laughs> and it's so good and I'm hoping someone will make a movie out of it but not a shitty movie with Brad Pitt that's only the same thing in name so unless Brad Pitt plays the Sasquatch so.
0: that's what I was going to say I'm just going to wait for the movie where uh, Brad Pitt is the Sasquatch now you got my money that's right
1: if he shows off his abs Janine will be there day one but <laughs> that is it the other thing I will suggest is uh, maybe you jump onto Netflix and watch Warrior Nun because, my friends, that is what we'll be talking about next week on the show. But that's going to do it for this week, episode 310 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co host, or the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
2: I need a nap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Regans.
0: Yeah, everyone, go check out the Old Guard on Netflix and have a great week, Wakanda Forever.
1: That's going to do it. Episode 310 is in the books. And remember, my friends, future events such as these may affect you in the future. Good journey.